Ladies and gentlemen of the worldwide interwebs, good evening and welcome to Joe's People. It's a Catholic podcast, but it's not totally lame. Tonight on the big show, Joe welcomes back his co-host, Joe Morse. They banter about the Synod on the Family and Joe Morse's wedding anniversary. Then we talk with Joe's friend, Lalique Martinez, about Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. It's more Catholic fun than a papal address to the Pontifical Academy. And now, the man who makes me a better Catholic... Wait, weren't you the one who put itching powder in the bishop's locker room at the Vatican? Hey, stick to the script, or we'll get somebody else to do this. Alright, and now the man who makes me a better Catholic, Mr. Joe Geisler. And his co-host, Joe Morse. Alright, well, thanks for that intro. Sometimes I introduce myself, actually. That was, yeah. that was an awesome intro, though. I couldn't right. tell this time. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. And a good theme song, too, right? Always, always awesome. Is it the helium voice that you use? I'll have to play. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's you know I get other people to do my intro sometimes. So, yeah. But yeah. but anyway, yeah. So um, this week, see, this week we'll be interviewing my friend Lovelyke. So that'll be that should be an interesting interview. So yeah, we'll be doing that. And then uh, very excited. Uh, we'll be talking about yeah. That should be that that'll be coming up. Yeah. And then uh, uh, <laughs> we'll be talking about Dia de los Muertos. I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. I think right. And then, um, and then uh, so yeah, the, uh, I'm not usually topical, but because uh, I want people to be able to listen to this whenever, like right. in 10 years, they, they discover the podcast and they get inspired by it, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't go, oh, no, this doesn't apply anymore. But but we did have the Synod on the Family at the Vatican, and um, now there was a midterm report that came out, and... Whoa, um, big And then there was a big splash on the headlines on, oh yeah, we're changing church teaching on everything, right? right? And, um, but the one thing is that... Uh, this might be a, a um, good. You know, it's a good time for the church to maybe think about hiring like an, an editor or a or a PR person for handling like, things like this. Definitely, an editor. <laughs> I think the English translation guy is fired. Yeah. So there were just certain things about cohabitating couples and other things that um, were just interesting. But yeah, no, even my, my friend Dolores, she she does editing for the podcast sometimes, so she, you know she could Austin editing offer her services. Yeah, she could, she could help editing the podcast. Well, I was excited. I was, I, I gotta say, I was really excited about the Synod. We had a friend of ours had produced a film. Oh, yeah, the, uh, Sean Gabaline. Yes, yeah. Gabaline. Um, excellent work, and the, the Vatican hired them to do, I guess it was a series on, on the family in different cities around the world. Um, and I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it was excellent. So I was really excited about that. And it's, I think it was a really good opportunity um, that was squandered. Yeah. Like, I, th- I really, I truly think the family is going to save civilization. And um, it just seems like they weren't talking about that. They were talking about other things that. Or, or at least the other things got the headlines. Um, and I right. Think and I haven't read, the, I haven't read so, the final. So that's the thing. There is a final, there, or there is a more uh, final 
a better edited uh, version, I believe. That's a good but well, one, yeah, one of the problems though is the better edited version isn't going to make the same headlines that the right. um, the, the one that was just shooting right. from the hip did. So, right. which is part of see, we talk a lot of times though about like why the Vatican moves kind of slowly, mm-hmm. and we always wonder, you know, why does it take forever to get stuff done? Because mm-hmm. it took a year to get a bishop, right? So we had um, not that we didn't like, like uh, yeah, wow. We, we were okay with that, but uh, you know, it's, they usually take some time. They discern. We like to discern. Talk, you know, I, we talk a lot about discernment, and um, yeah, you want to get uh, things right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People yeah. go, you go to that party. I, you know, I discerned. I heard it was being blamed, so I discerned not to go. But <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll use that I, next time. I, yeah, I, I prayed a lot about it. I like to just give percentages. <laughs> I think it's a lot more precise, but percentages very nebulous when you say I'm just discerning. Yeah, I would just say, you know, 75% discerned. But I'm gonna, oh, that's, uh, that's even better, actually. But yeah, but <laughs> when you decide, you know, is going to my this party going to build God's kingdom or not? So, but, but yeah, um, I, see, I'm on the pastoral planning committee, though, for mm-hmm. the diocese, for the five-year plan. And I, I can understand, like, I always plug that out of it. But um, I can understand, though, how um, necessar- the final document isn't necessarily what everybody wanted to... Everybody didn't get their stuff in the doc, document necessarily, or you know the intermediate version of whatever. It could just be something you know somebody jotted something down, and got it out there quick, right? Right. And then it's not that's not really what it maybe it didn't capture the spirit of what was discussed. So um, yeah, it's usually best to um, usually best to you know see the final version. I was going to say to have the old quote, you know, the mills of the gods turn uh, very slowly, but um, but very fine. Of course, that's a pagan quote, though. But, so that's. A... <laughs> There's truth. There's truth. You're talking about yeah. that later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll be talking about pagan gods later, actually. Yeah. So. Um. <laughs> but so the five-year pastoral plan. We're um, still working on that. We're just so it's going to uh, take five years to get. No, well, we're, we're get, it's taken a year. So we're we're meeting. Okay. Uh, it's Is been that one of the many, five many years. Meetings, Is that part uh, of the plan? I, you know, I, I'm not sure about that. Part of the five-year plan is to create the five-year plan. So yeah, but I think part of it is... is uh, <laughs> that's the first year. It happening. takes the year, a year to, to make the plan. Oh, but, okay. um, gotcha. That's no, but I, I... Well, okay, one of the things that I'd, uh, I'd actually said that, that we need to do is make sure... We had that survey that we put a lot of effort into. Um, so we want to make sure that the results of the survey or, you know, there's some feedback there that we heard you in certain ways yeah. on the surveys. I completely missed it. Yeah. it no, it's not out there. We're not, we, we haven't issued any documents or communiques or, you know. No, I and we didn't get yet, our, so that's, um, We didn't get to Oh, you didn't get to get your input. You get it in directly through me, I guess. Okay. I'm, uh, I, I usually part the on, uh, I, I'm usually one of the most vocal of the... Okay. Of the, the see, I, you don't get to be called a synod father like you do at... Um, we should be, have like council fathers or something, because oh, like nice. you, know, you get to, there's like synod father, uh, fathers of the synod. Okay, uh, but, yeah, but we don't really. That's a great thing to put on your resume. I know I don't get, I don't get that title like father of the pastoral council. council? That'd be good. That'd be. I, might, I mean, I just call myself that, even though it means you know. Yeah. So, but, but yeah. Uh, um, so I, I just I push the idea what, that the well I push the OSC. Oh, they're big. We're, we you know, we're usually big on. We use the word disciple. We've got to create disciples. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get to define what disciple means is my thing. Mm. Uh, we're also we we're aware of the fact that like the Spanish speaking population is increasing, so we have to have more Spanish speaking priests and deacons and such. Mm. Um, uh, also, we're big on fo- focusing on the family, but I make sure they focus also on us loners. So 
you got you know, there's a lot of a lot of single people that have the money and time to donate. That uh, family need, is going to save civilization, not the angry loners. But uh, but how? Uh, <laughs> no. But the question is, how do how do the angry loners become? The question is, how do the angry loners become part of a family? Where are these families? That's an from? excellent point. Because I'm like, I, the, yeah, the, the families just don't come. The current the plan is to meet somebody in a bar and then go yeah. go find the church when you're engaged. Gotcha. And hopefully yeah. they're. And that's a bad. That's not the that's bad the, recipe. That's the yeah. plan of record, as we would call it. So, but no, we're, we need better uh, work on that front. And also on um, young adult ministry, which some pastors think I mean youth ministry, and I don't. I mean young adult ministry. So, because uh, it's uh, it's interesting how many um, you know we've even seen how many marriages have come out of young adult ministries. Sure. And also, um, were we just at one? We were just at one that yeah. was from. Uh, uh, Partially a result of young adult ministry. So. Yeah, uh, and and, then, and just looking at the crowd, there were a ton of people that uh, couples that met through some sort of ministry. Exactly, and they're going to become those marriages and those mm-hmm. those families that the church prizes so highly. So, well, we also that talk about save civilization. That will save civilization. Yes, that's um, so. Um, well, also, uh, uh, church churches are described in terms of their size is described in terms of families. So. Not in terms um, of individuals. So. Okay. But then I've been Are told, you considered a family? No. See, well, okay, I've been told that, oh, a family is a household, so you're just a family of one, right? No, I'm seven of seven, so I know what a family looks like. It's like <laughs> a lot of waiting in line for the bathroom. It's like big dinners. It's a lot of yelling uh-huh. and screaming. That's not, so there's not a lot of that in my place, so. I was, so I'm really <laughs> I was single for a while, I, I, I ate big dinners. So. I'm not a, well, that's you. You you burn off a good <laughs> five, okay, ten thousand calories a day with you know, your, your various activities, so. But yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no family of one. I don't buy that. The the Trinity is a family because there's three guys in it, right? So, so that, that's not, that's not, there's not one. There's three. So that's why it's a family. So oh yeah. There's the Holy Family. Where did there some theology Christ. of the body in the banter? That was excellent. Theology of the body. Yeah. Yeah. Family. That's we as a family are supposed to represent the Trinity. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was mentioning I was going to have the theology of the body dancers on the show, so but you wouldn't really see the high kicks. You'd just hear the music, but maybe like you'd hear the can. Theology of body dancers. Yeah, there, you know, it'd be a whole. It's a whole routine, but yeah, nice. theology of body dancers. Yeah, um, instead of a live band, we'd have. Uh, uh, but uh, um, yes, <laughs> and, 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 and mentioning family social anniversary. So you wanted to talk about that, I think, didn't you? Oh yeah, I just, yeah, I love it. So love yeah, it. that was a, it was a good wedding. I highly recommend it. Uh, all the Joe's people listeners, marriage. I highly recommend it. You recommend marriage in general? Yeah, and um, first anniversaries, and that's good. It's uh, first anniversaries paper, right? So yes. Okay, that's good. Yeah, is it? No, but that's yeah. That was today. Um, it was an excellent it's, reception. It's been the uh, uh, best year of my life. So has it been? Yeah, that's thumbs good. up all around. I'm glad I was around for a good chunk of it. Mm-hmm. So, so. Yeah. But it mostly yeah. had to do with the wife, not with me being Yeah, I mean, I'll give you some credit. But okay, yeah. That's, not all. that's good. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the wedding reception actually was all swing music, so that's you know great there. Yeah. You know, if you start the wedding, the marriage off that way, you're going to be good to go. Yeah. Think, so. I mean, and the Catholic Mass. Yeah. But swing music was, you know, sort we're of. We're trying to make everyone happy. That's good. Well, me, specifically. Yeah, yeah. you're on the list. That's good. <laughs> I, I ask people, you know, just, you know, it's good when you're discerning, ask how will this affect Joe. That's usually a good right. way to yeah. approach it. 
What, okay, so now um, I also want to talk about so the, the Mary's Touch program. They interviewed me this Monday. Um, so yeah, uh, that was I talked with them. Uh, I did lunch with them. Very nice people. Um, and they and that's uh, not the massage therapy group. No, that's not. Okay. No, that's not. No, Mary's Touch is different. That's that's how has Mary touched your life is usually what they're talking about. Nice. And then um, so they uh, uh, they interviewed me, or I, I got into. Uh, I was um, spouting about my total consecration of Jesus through Mary, and I was mentioning how it's a uh, um, you don't do it lightly because it has the nature of a vow. So we were talking right. about how it's a vow and uh, how it changes your spirituality. So because it's. Um, when you do the total consecration, you're, you're handing over everything to Mary. So you're, um, uh, it changes your spirituality because you don't, you're, you're not really supposed to pray for any special intentions anymore. You're supposed to pray and mm. devote it, basically hand it over to Mary and say, you know, you already know what my intentions are. Basically, I mean, you dispense them as you see fit. Mm. So, um, so it's a fundamental change, and um, sounds kind of lazy, actually. It's, uh, no, it's 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 trusting. It's very trusting. Yeah. It's you know, I'm not delegating to Mary and all. You know, it's not just go, <laughs> hey, you pray for me. You know, it's right. so you're spending time with Mary more than just like beseeching unto her. Yeah, and you're um, you're give all your good works and everything. You're saying okay, and all the graces that you get, you're saying here they're, they're yours. You you know best how to dole them out, so you um, mm. you dispense them as you will. So. Um, you probably technically can still say, oh, yeah, I'll pray for you, right? But um, in reality, that's the way your spirituality is supposed to work from then on out. So, so people should understand that before they um, they get into it, before they make a total consecration. So they shouldn't just do it lightly. So, um, and, but, but, but anyways. The uh, Mary's Touch, they have a show. Yeah, so the Mary's Touch show is... Um, so it's a Catholic radio show. So it's syndicated on over 100 Catholic radio stations. And I like the way they do it. See, they, they're not tied to any one station. They, just, they make the show and then they send it out. So it's almost like a podcast except they're actually in the you know, 30 or 60 minute. They do a 30 minute uh, yeah. format. So they're, they're more structured than I am. I could just yeah. gap on for it. But I edit myself though. So. But, uh, um, but yeah, they're, they're, um, and, you know, they started, what, seven years ago and now they're, um, they're nationwide. So... Um, I mean, I'm worldwide, but it's, you know, it's, it's, into, you know, it's like spotty, you know, like I'm big in, I, I thought I was big in Japan. I'm not really that big there, but um, Brazil, I get a lot of hits from Brazil. Um, uh, my, my buddy Nacho, his mom listens in Mexico. So he told me I'm international. He said, you're international now because my call mom, out. uh, yeah, Ignacio, but Shut Ignacio, up. but Nacho, yeah. Um, Nacho. Nacho. Yeah. <laughs> Gallardo. 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 Well, let's get into that. Then. But, um, but yeah, but, but uh, <laughs> that hey, might be a discussion for later. Uh, on this show. Yeah, many, many things yeah. in this <laughs> so, Actually, yeah, he has a, see, a, a whole, it'd be interesting to get, get Nacho on the show. Absolutely. I, we'll I, get into bioethics yeah. and uh, all sorts of stuff. He's big on that. Yeah. Smart guy. Um, very interesting man. But uh, um, Mary's Touch. Oh, yeah, so yeah, they do a great thing called the Frontline Faith. Um, Project where they give MP3 players to soldiers. Okay. So when they're in combat and you know deployed, and they may or may not have Wi-Fi when they're in the field, you know, um, could be that they're in hardship and they don't have Wi-Fi. So then they can just listen to the Mary's Touch show on their MP3 players. Okay. So I was saying, oh, I may have to do that with you know my family. Maybe I'll just give them because they may or may not be be up for like downloading my show. So I could be handing those. But they said that. Um, uh, uh, there were some Iraqi, some Christian refugees from Iraq 
that uh, they encountered some soldiers, and the soldiers had those MP3 players on. And they that was the, one of the first things they gave them. Uh, so it's, oh, it's kind of neat. So they, they, they're passing on. Yeah, but also that you know that they're they're being cut off from their community and from their faith because they're just you know refugees. And it's nice that they have you know they have this Catholic radio show to listen to. Okay, right. in English, but still. You know. <laughs> but uh, so but it's it's just another another way of evangelize. So um, sure. so I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna um, they interviewed me Monday, so that should be airing soon. So we'll see if um, what happens there. And then they have projects coming up, so I'll be um, I'll be you know promoting their stuff. Uh, to help spread their word, so um, good people though. Cherry Lamonti and Father Jim Evans. They're local, so, yeah, they're local. Nice. So good folks, but but just talk with them for a bit. But, anyway, so that's oh. the. I think that's the end of the banter. <laughs> we bantered out. <laughs> we bantered out. We may banter out. Yeah, fifteen minutes. Or, or, yeah, so, so all right, we'll, we'll take a break. That we, we should end on a high note. We should uh, or something. Uh, maybe we should yell then. Okay. okay, that's good. That was a high note. But all right, we'll take a break. We'll be back. Hey, folks. We want to let you know that the Joe's People Amazon store is open for business. Just go to joespeople.com and click on our store link at the top. Or you can go directly at joespeople.com slash store. We have some of Joe's favorite Catholic books, music, and movies. We have both paper and Kindle books and music by Catholic musicians, including one of Joe's favorites, composer and pianist Eric Jenis. Come check us out. That's joespeople.com slash store. Thanks and God bless. All right, we'll still stay. <laughs> All right, so that was awesome banter. Um, yeah. But, uh, we, <laughs> yeah we, so we're, there'll be banter before this that Joe and I will do, which will... Okay. So that'll, that, was, that was just mind-blowing, the yeah. discussion we had, so that was awesome. Right now? Right no, that was that. That's the banter that will be we will edited. Do, we'll do. We'll be edited in ahead of this with me and Joe, okay. or just you know. Okay. We have high expectations for. We do. We we know that we know that it's gonna have been awesome. Yeah. So, but so anyway, so this week, uh, <laughs> uh, so this week, I have my friend Ladik, uh, Ladik Martinez. Mm-hmm. So is it? Uh, so do you go by? So is there a shortened version like uh, Lali or? Uh, or you can't use K, I guess. Just no, K, I mean my closest friends would yeah. call me Lolly. Okay, yeah, so no, but that, yeah, that's no. Not that, yeah. <laughs> I prefer my given name. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> we're both Joe, really. So yeah. we're, yeah. Oh, that's true. Actually, even the bishop is Joe Steve. I, I, I realize he's legally Joe Steve. So really, yeah, he's not Joseph officially. That's funny because I'm Joseph Stephen. Huh? You, oh, you are. Mm-hmm. I got a brother named Steve. So. But it always comes back to me for some uh, the interviews, yeah. but uh, so yeah, you think you're going to be talking about yeah, you. pretty much. It, 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 <laughs> it, 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 it comes back, and it goes back up, and it, yeah. you know. So, but um, so yeah, so so now we we got into a discussion. We met at theology on tap. Uh, mm-hmm. We got into a discussion about um, kind of like hammered in and like barged in and said, "Who are you?" Pretty much. <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> I sought him out. I'm always looking for you know. To, you know it keeps me interested in everybody, right? I'm always looking for topics, right? So, yes. mm-hmm. uh, interesting people. So, in fact, my friend Robert said, he goes, do you only, like, talk to your friends in terms of whether you could exploit them on your podcast? I was, <laughs> I was like, well, uh, maybe, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, we had this discussion about, um, 
I'm trying to remember exactly how we got into it, but we were talking about um, the Day of the Dead or Dia de los Muertos, mm, right? I and, remember. Uh, so we had a cultural exercise yeah. of which we had to, I don't know, talk about the agenda of our different types of culture tendencies. Mm. And then yeah. she came up with her Day of the Dead discussion as her personal experience in her culture yeah. as a Hispanic. So. And then... Um, and then I interjected and I opened my mouth <laughs> on the topic. <laughs> So. Yeah, and I don't know if you want to, should we start with, uh, um, I did a little bit of research, I guess you did some research too on, uh, um, that yeah, that the Day of the Dead, uh, or did, well, we, we should go into what your opinion was on maybe yeah. first, and go, don't work backwards, so. Um, <laughs> that it's not necessarily a capital yeah. thing, so what, what right? the perspective so. of the presenter? This is the Theology of the Tap. Her, her perspective was going along the lines that it's a cultural nicety that brought a lot of healing for Catholics and okay. necessary to like show your cultural identity and that it's important to share it with all individuals and to kind of bring people together in a way, um, which is good in one regard, in a cultural, social mm-hmm. um, we like culture. Yeah, yeah. Regard, but where I interjected is on like just to the T of what it really means in Catholicism mm-hmm. to right. entertain the Day of the Dead. Um, not specifically the Day of the Dead, but the cultural traditions of the Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. <laughs> you say a lot nicer than Joe does. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could just say. Call it Dia of the Dead. No, that, that's not right either. <laughs> but yeah, I was saying my buddy James gives me grief for saying DOS instead of DOS. I was like, you know, like MS DOS isn't that? That's not where Okay, no, it's DOS. Um, but yeah, so, uh, well, that's the thing is it's not really, so it's not really a, a Catholic um, festival per se, right? It's been, um, it's sort of, you know, we have the tendency to, to take pagan festivals and, and culture and kind of absorb them. Um, or co- I don't know. Yeah, co- uh, one, my friend, my friend, I would say co-op. My friend Sean would say, you know, um, vindif- or not vindicate, uh, sanctify them, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because um, well, even I think about Easter Vigil, we have mm-hmm. the celebration of the the fire, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, that just seems so Zoroastrian, you know, that um, worshiping the fire. But he's like, no, it's you know, we're we're you know, um, we're sanctifying it. Uh, but um, so is that taking the truth in those pagan rituals and. And con- adding it, contributing to, letting it contribute to the Christian. I don't think I'll go into. I'm not really the. the I don't think it's so much about the truth, it. but it's like these certain type of things have been assimilated by the Catholic Church and well, the Vatican. And though people say, well, the foundation of Catholicism is Vatican is um, pagan, but mm-hmm. it's been through certain rites and okay. like acceptance. Of, well, it's definitely practical, right? Yeah, when, so. as Christianity was growing. Uh, one of the ways to do that was say like, oh, you're celebrating this tree, you know, but there's, you know, there's God that created the tree, mm-hmm. so why don't you celebrate God instead? And so, but we can still bring the tree and, and decorate it. Another See, way. that's the interesting thing. So you're getting ahead of where I was. Yeah, I was uh, uh, going to, um, I was going to end more with it, but it reminded me of, um, so St. Patrick, uh, he had, uh, there was a legend, there were pagans used to pray to sacred stone, uh, which carved with a magical circle on it. So St. Patrick was said to have preached the gospel there, and they drew a cross through the circle. 
and that he they said that created the famous Celtic cross. Uh-huh. So, oh. um, so it just showed that it's uh, you know adopting adopting the pagan symbols. <laughs> right. But then we'll go back to the um, Dia de los Muertos. Um, so the uh, um, it's the I you're going to introduce me at least. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. So, so yeah, we're jumping, we're jumping way ahead. We're jumping way ahead. Okay, so uh, you were you were born in San Antonio. Yes. I'm and now um, you went to school in San Antonio, or you went to high school at least, uh, up to at least in San Antonio. Or? Yes, I, I graduated in San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, and then okay, then you went to then you were studying in Milan. Yes, and then. Um, and what were we studying in Milan? Oh, I st- started with the rigorous studies of fashion. Milan is known for fashion and for yeah. being in, it's industrial too, right? Yes, yeah, very industrial, very much into architecture and like mm. um, object design and furniture design and things like this. Um, I had a uh, uh, one friend that was a male model that I asked him if he could definitely show me how to work a runway because I'm, I'm trained <laughs> my friends how to work a runway, but it's all about. So, I mean, it's all about the turn, though, right? You walk down, you have to do the turn right, right? And then it's attitude, right? And you, you know, it's like you're the, you're, I mean, the, so you're like, you're, you're like a, it's all, it's all about the clothes, not the model, right? That's my understanding. So, they're like, you're like a hanger, basically, for the clothes, right? Well, With attitude. The structure of your body has to be like a hanger, but. Yeah, yeah, that too. They're very still particular about the, the body they put it on. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. and the model, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's, it's a, the attitude though too I think so, so, some models have told me right so, but, but yeah then uh, okay yeah so then um, so fashion and then you okay that, then you went from Milan to uh, to so very intercontinental Milan um, yeah I started education. off in Milan I originally wanted to go to London but I decided to do Milan first it seemed more homely and uh, just more doable for a female mm-hmm. to be honest it seemed safer so mm-hmm. I decided to go that route first. And um, then I got bitten by the art bug there in Milan, in the mm. in the streets of Duomo. I think you mentioned this, the uh, Duomo Church, which is the favorite church of um, Oh yeah, Saint uh, Saint, Saint Teresa. Teresa yeah. yeah. So it was. She writes about that in her autobiography. In Milan, about mm-hmm. visiting the White Cathedral. Okay. Oh, so it's just her, like it was phenomenal. Long. It was gorgeous, breathtaking, everything that they say, but in its own particular way. They had like. Beautiful pieces of artwork just hanging from the rafters on the, on the side and hanging and uh, I can't even describe yeah. how just otherworldly it was. So I was thinking a, about that about how um, in in certain towns and cities in Europe that um, the Catholic culture is everywhere, even if it's not even if the mm-hmm. even if the the, the people aren't necessarily yeah, Catholic even, anymore. Yeah. The, the whole culture it's just. Mm-hmm. It's just everywhere. It embodies right? it. And, yeah. and that was the good thing. I could walk a couple blocks and know I would hit a Catholic church no matter what. It was yeah. just, they were everywhere. Yeah. So it was, it was a really beautiful experience. I think uh, it might have been Dietrich von Hildebrand who grew up around. Um, I, was, I think he was the one that had the experience of growing up in Florence, I guess, and, and having all the Catholic art there. Um, so it affected his theology and it affected his, you know, um, just his, you know, his outlook. So. Mm-hmm. But so you went from Milan to uh, um, to London. We like London. We talk about C.S. Lewis all the time. So. <laughs> I went to the so. pub the, oh, where, yeah, he, uh, where he, the, yeah, where yeah, he the wrote all the time. Yeah, yeah the Inklings were. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you have Joe has the group, the Drinklings in San Antonio. Well, I don't have the years. <laughs> well, I mean, he used to go participate. So you probably remember more about the story than I do. What is that? He uh, went to this pub all the time, and that's where he wrote all his novels, correct? Or I think he just they just got drunk and they talked about theology. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure, right? Yeah. Like because it was like him and his buddies and I know students, right? Drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was. Uh, I think it was him or Chesterton said, you know, you shouldn't be a Catholic or you shouldn't be Christian if you're. Looking for um, comfort or solace, or he said, he said a, uh, he said a good, he said he said wine and he said a wine and a cigar would actually uh, be easier than being who said Christian. that. I, I, it might have been, it actually might have sounded more Chestertonian, yeah, it sounds like Chestertonian. So, but Chestertonian, but so yeah, so London. So we uh, back to you, see. So so where were you? Okay, so you're studying fine arts at London South Bank University. Yes. So you couldn't study art in the U.S. as I understand. You, you I to... <laughs> <laughs> now you sound like my grandmother. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Doesn't> matter. <laughs> it's all good. I, I understand. You wanted to explore the world. It's, you know. Yeah, I just I wanted to go to the source, to the fount of where I yeah. felt like some of the best art had become. It's all good. So, I don't know. I just I felt a calling to it. To yeah. be honest, it. I just like if I didn't go. I would die. Yeah. <laughs> Something horrible would happen. So it's okay. I went. <laughs> I like tea and crumpets. Oh, scones. <laughs> they call scones. So we like we like scones. It was good. Yeah. We actually had this is interesting. So we had um, we had Joan Pearsall on. She's ninety-two years old. She grew up in London. Um, although that's another story. But yeah, she she was there. She was nineteen years old when the, when World War Two broke out. Oh. She was in London during the Blitz. So so that was a whole other interesting. That, that's a that's a um, exercise for the reader to go back and listen to yeah, the interview. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so um, okay, and then um, then you ended uh, okay, yeah, and you, and you studied at American Intercontinental University, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then now you uh, so you come back. Yes, and, I, w- I was there in Europe for a total of seven years. Hmm. Um, so I got my degree there hmm. and then I worked there for about two years and then I came back to Texas to be with my family. So did it change your accent? Did they, did they notice any kind of a change? In... <laughs> Incredibly. I oh, yeah. Because I actually had to pronounce my words. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you even drop the and stuff like that? Um... Been like, oh yeah, we're going on Saturday night. <laughs> I, I, would, I would, would pronounce their words there. No, they do, yeah. and the it vocabulary. It depends on part of London. Yeah. The vocabulary is different. So I would come yeah. home and I'd say quite a lot. Uh, like, oh, it's yeah. quite. I find that rather all the time. I yeah, start talking like this. So, yeah. but it once I came back for a while, it started to leave me. Yeah. But I was no, good at assimilating. Uh, you don't have the standard Texan. Um, yeah. But yeah. when I would come back and I'd call my friends on the phone, they'd be like, "You sound different." You sound like a different person wow. yeah. when I'd be in Texas. So maybe, hmm. yeah. It's all good. It's, it's, it's all valid. You know. It wasn't as bad as like Madonna who decided to just like change Oh, yeah, she track. decided no, to change no. <laughs> yeah. Nothing that overboard, but... I studied yeah. abroad in Australia and then people, like just six months, you're not going to pick up anything. I mean, you will pick it up, but you won't change your entire accent. Yeah. yeah. It was never that but, bad. But, but seven months will... Or seven years old. Yeah, it, just the vocabulary change, that's all. Did you ask for uh, chips yeah. instead of French fries? <laughs> yes, yeah. I was saying the loo, the lift, everything. Wow. For, I kept on saying the, the bin. I would, the bin. Z would be, it Zed. took me years to go back to like Z is Z. Whoa. And, and like, I kept on saying my last name Martinez because that's Martinez. the way they were saying it. 
just now. It's like no. Like papa. Or <laughs> that's yeah. Just be bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought it's okay. I know this might be sacrilege, but I thought like maybe C.S. Lewis could be translated from like British into American, right? Because it's got a lot of Britishisms that Americans don't get, right? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I think it's a challenge. Yeah, I don't know. I, I probably do that. get stoned for doing that. So, yeah, wait, uh, this, this is interesting in your work history. Yeah, I was Facebook stalking. So now, uh, <laughs> now it says you worked on Nomad, a contemporary ballet film. So yes. I was uh, curious about that. What did you, what did you do for that? Uh, we did some PR and photography work for a wonderful um, contemporary ballet. Um, I guess you would call it. They're pretty new, I guess about a year or two old, based out in New York. And mm. so we went there and we did the PR and photography work. We were in aims of doing a video for a Kickstarter. Sadly enough, we didn't mm. make the the amount that we had set, but it was about a three-month process of uh, wow. just filming and being intimate with the cast and... Uh, the different dancers and just getting a whole understanding of the life of the ballet artist. Did you in pick New up York. any ballet moves? <laughs> Pir- pirouette or anything like that? Or, uh, so. We like that one. <laughs> well, um, I'll have to introduce uh, my friend Tess. Who, uh, my friend Tess, um, so she studied ballet undergrad and then PhD in plasma physics. Yeah. So, no, there's a lot of people like that. that. that one, of the, one of the dancers was, um, I think she, she was a doctor, like mm-hmm. a medical doctor, and yeah. also doing um, choreography work and ballet work. And just mm-hmm. like, people are so multi-talented in New York. They're just, it's another it's species of, of artists and people. Yeah, yeah so right. that, that was interesting. Yeah. It's in case the doctor thing doesn't work on full back on ballet. Yeah. Yeah, so okay, now and now you're working for ACE, a community for education. Yes. Complete total turnaround, yeah. Yeah. So what's uh tell us about that? Um, so ACE, a community for education, is affiliated with uh, UT campus and AmeriCorps. And it's a specific group that's focused on providing literacy intervention for the underprivileged children, kinder through second grade. So if you look at the different standards that children should be at by the time they're hitting their um, third grade and on their like text, test level examinations, you'll see a, a significant drop in mm-hmm. the uh, underprivileged children. A lot of them don't even make the... Um, literacy scores that they need and it's proven that if you don't have a certain amount of score by the time you're in third grade you're pretty much lost you're pretty much set for life that it's going to be exceedingly difficult Mm -hmm. to graduate from high school college get a professional job and so what we really focus in on is identifying which children need help going in there and providing an intervention to just secure that they will meet the standards that they need to, to be like completely literate and not only just literate, but very good and at Mm -hmm. a high standard. Yeah. Just very fluent and that they can compete with other, um, schools. What does that intervention involve? What do you do? It's a very, uh, 
meticulous particular intervention that is designed by um, PhD linguists mm-hmm. for ch- children, okay. linguists that have designed the whole program. So it's so detailed, but to, to sum it all up, you have different type of like sound workbooks that have okay. been built by these PhDs and, and um, different just read a letter recognition phonics methods and okay. it's very monitored it's not like i'm going in there and saying let's read little june right, <laughs> for okay. five minutes or it's, just like pick up a book yeah no Jim, no okay. no okay. it's very meticulous highly designed we have to f- they're very meticulous on their protocol and just it's step by step by yeah. step monitoring mm-hmm. data collecting, mm-hmm. just ensuring and, and providing the data to prove right. that it is effective that and works. they are meeting the standards they need to. And ultimately we graduate them essentially. So we like okay. documenting their progress till they reach the standard that they must in order to test well. That's great. So that's, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I was just thinking that the nuns put me in a slow reading group in first grade. For I can't reason. believe they oh, had a group like that. I was, I was there for like a week, so, but they're like, well, why are you here now? But uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I the manager, manager goes, oh, those nuns, call them like they see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the power of Christ went in you and yeah. <laughs> you were suddenly yeah. reading better. Well, one my, my brother and sister, they, they trained me uh, multiplication like before I entered first grade. Um, so do multiplication tables, but it was more like a psychological experiment, just as you know, more like I was a rat, just to yeah. see like, what, 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 what can we teach the rat? It wasn't really any kind of to benefit me, but so I knew multiplication at least. But yeah, uh, and, and it brings me back to you know Homer said that you know kids practically raise themselves now with the internet and all. Mm. So you would have thought the internet would take care of that, but I guess it didn't. Which Homer? Homer Simpson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you haven't been listening to the yes. podcast. Every other Simpsons reference. I, I could quote the Iliad. You know, <laughs> sure. I, don't know. I haven't heard so, that as much, but not as much. I look forward to it. I, you know, I used to quote C.S. Lewis more, but people thought I was being pretentious. Oh. And Seneca. I like Seneca. So, but, Seneca. Yeah. Although he's a pagan, but still, right. <laughs> he's he would have been. Stuff, though. Yeah. He, he, if he was born different, he's time, I think he probably would have. Yeah, Pre-Christian. So. But I don't know how I got to there. But yeah, so, uh, okay, so we should take a break and we'll get in. Then we'll talk about D&D Lost when we are to That sounds great. So, this is Mary McClory, M little C, big C, little L O R Y, and you're listening to Joe's People. On Tuesday, November 11th, 2014, the Frontline Faith Project is sponsoring its third annual An American Moment to honor the men and women of our armed forces, past and present. This event will include one moment of silent prayer, prayer to thank our military for their service, to pray for the peaceful repose of those who have died, and to pray for the intentions of those still living. This event will take place at noon in each respective time zone all across the world on Veterans Day 2014. It is our hope that this collective moment of silent prayer, lifted all over the world on a single day, will fortify the men and women of our armed forces and also enkindle the spirit of unity in our nation, a nation now fractured by politics and distracted by worldly pursuits. We believe it is time for us to come together as one people who love God and our country, serving each to the best of our abilities. We invite you to join us in this prayerful endeavor. Imagine how much support we provide our service men and women when we unite for one moment in prayer for them. So let's make a difference. For more information, go to frontlinefaithproject.org. Thank you.
Okay, so we are back. Um, so, uh, yeah, I wanted to get into a little of the background on Dia de, yeah, I'm not going to my art, just Dia de los Muertos. See, it's the Muertos of Muertos. 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 Yeah. So, Dia de los Muertos. So, uh, that was good. Honors the dead with festivals and lively celebrations. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, Latin American custom. This is from National Geographic website. Um, combines indigenous Aztec ritual with Catholicism brought to the region by Spanish conquistadores. Um, it's celebrated on All Saints Day and All Souls Day, which they go minor holidays in the Catholic calendar, which you know. Um, although All Saints Day is a, is a, is a, is a holy day of obligation. Except so. for this year. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they said, assured that the dead would be insulted by mourning or sadness. Uh, the Day of the Dead celebrates the lives of the deceased with food, drinks, parties, activities that the dead enjoyed in life. Dia de los Muertos recognizes death as a natural part of the human experience. Uh, continuing with birth, childhood, and growing up to become a contributing memory of the community. Um, on, on the Day of the Dead, the dead are also part of the community, awakened from their eternal sleep to share celebrations with their loved ones. Which, yeah, to be honest, that's not the Catholic view of things, is that the dead are sleeping, right? It's mm-hmm. that... Um, because uh, I was just thinking about, um, uh, there's uh, there's a really awesome coverage of the Catholic practice of, or the idea of the community of saints, and, you know, um, John Martignoni talks about, and the idea that, you know, God's saying, I'm not God of the dead, I'm God of the living. Mm. So that our loved ones that have passed away that are either in purgatory or heaven mm. are, they're not dead, they're more alive. Um, you know, we view the, the, those in the church, the church triumphant are actually more alive than we are. Um, so the idea that they're dead—that's that's the pagan. That would be the pagan side of things. Thinking them as dead. Or essentially, as Catholics, we're called to pray for them if either they have passed away, either they're in purgatory, and we're praying for their souls if they're yeah. in that state, or if they're in heaven, just mm-hmm. praying for our love of their memory. Yeah, we're asking for their intercession. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, and then they said, so the most familiar symbol of the Day of the Dead may be the Calacas. Skeletons and skulls. Calabas. Oh, the calaveras. Calaveras, but calacas. Oh, calacas. C-A-L-A-C-A-S, the yes. skulls. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, which appear everywhere during the holidays. Uh, in candied sweets as parade masks as dolls. Um, they're almost always portrayed as enjoying life, often in fancy clues and entertaining situations. So, uh, <laughs> now... Um, now the thing is, though, is okay. So the Aztecs, though, um, so this this actually came from the Aztec festival, um, which they said the they they held a, a festival celebrating the death of their ancestors mm-hmm. um, and honoring the queen of the underworld or the lady of the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, this was once a year, but it would go on for pretty much start at the end of July and go to mid August, um, which is the ninth ninth month in the Aztec calendar. So it run for. Um, almost a whole month during the time of the corn harvests. And then when the Spaniards came in and conquered the Aztecs in 1521, uh, they, um, they brought Catholicism with them and um, they, they basically ended up with a compromise where they, um, they shortened the length of the festival and then they ended up, it ends up just being two days because it's all Saints Day and all Souls Day. So they still mm-hmm. have a good amount of that Aztec, you know, some of the Aztec uh, stuff is still in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so now, now you did, and you also uh, did uh, did some research. Now, there's yes. we talk about the um, 
you want to mention the uh, Katrina. Um, yes. Well, so first I want to touch on historically, in my experience as a Hispanic Catholic, yes, it's a beautiful celebration. There was times when as a child I was taken to uh, the gravestones of my different family members that had passed away and we would sit for the day and um, mm-hmm. decorate their gravestone with the things they liked, movie tickets that they went to, the certain gums they liked, mm-hmm. just bringing all the little things to life, just celebrating their memory in essence. And that is something and, that Americans don't do a whole lot. Yeah, of, right? so... Yeah. And it, I know Asians do that a lot too. There's a... Um, uh, the Asians keep track of the day of their um, their ancestors' deaths, hmm. and they they always at least mark that because um, I know people will be oh yeah this is the anniversary of when you know so and so died, um, so they might visit the grave then. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so it was always a very uh, positive experience and a beautiful one, more something for us people that are living in a way to just like commemorate and remember them. Yeah, and of course with all the beautiful Hispanic nuances, people blaring the music of the different things that like people would like. I mean, pretty much the graveyard was packed. Okay. And yeah. you will find that. I don't know if you've experienced that. No, um, no, but if you go to, I think it's either the west or the south side of San Antonio, you will find oh, a wow. packed graveyard. People with lawn chairs, music, food. It's like pure festivity. Just hanging out in the graveyard, See, remembering their... You know their love. We usually ones. just go to mass on All Souls. Day yeah, <laughs> if we celebrate All Souls, so yeah. But yeah. So culturally, I can say that it was a beautiful experience in that regard. Um, but I think essentially there's a discrepancy that's happening where people are confusing the culture with the touch back into the Aztec mm-hmm. tradition, yeah. which you mentioned specifically the name of the woman that you said, what was the underworld yeah. god name? Oh, I don't know her. I can spell it out. Uh, well, the, the, under, the underworld goddess. Um, uh, queen of the underworld. Uh, so it's spelled M-I-C-T-E-C-A-C-I-H-U-A-T. Okay. The Lady of the Dead. It says yeah, right here dead. in your yeah, notes. Yeah. Okay, so essentially what's happening now is there's a discrepancy with the Lady of the Dead and the Santa Muerta. Yeah, which is the Saint, at, of, the, uh, yeah, the Saint of the Dead. Death. And a lot of times what would happen um, when uh, colonial rulers would come over, these different indigenous people would have to like assimilate to the Catholic way. So they would do so by creating their own form of saints. So they would pray to mm. their own self-made Catholic saints, but yeah. in actuality, they were representing their old pagan spiritual gods. Yeah. And mm. Santa Muerta would be a definite, huge example of that. But it's been accepted reverently and deeply within the Hispanic Catholic community as well. And mm. some people are unaware of its Aztec origins, or yeah. that it's not really of any... So that Catholic back, regard. That it, goes back um, to colonial time. Yeah, something. just I, I when I say colonial, I'm like quoting the um, the historical tendency of um, either people under slave ownership or yeah. of like different Indian tribes. Yeah, the, colonization. Uh, yeah, 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 that, that, that would definitely. be that time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so. And I know bishops have come out and specifically said that, yeah, to not 
support sent to Muerta. Uh, right. So, so yeah. because it specifically is um, representing the full, I don't know, ruling of the dark underworld. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. the <laughs> devil entity within death. So yeah. you are not praying unto anything affiliated within the Catholic right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and I'm pretty sure I checked the catechism were against Satanism. Yeah, yeah, no, so it's it's legitimate <laughs> Satanism, yeah. and yeah. it's been completely rejected by the Vatican, by the Catholic faith, and it's it's very confusing for some people, because here we have what you mentioned, a beautiful celebration that encompasses skulls, which aren't bad in their yeah. right. You know, I was talking with... Well, we the, have saint pictures that yeah, are skulls, yeah. right? So, and I was talking with a priest that said, you know, that's what um, monks used to do. The, yeah, the same, skulls aren't bad. They used to like... The CC, yeah, there's always a picture of him with a skull. Yeah, they would yeah. contemplate upon their skulls and yeah. just, and just on their just own mortality. Death, right? You know, it's yeah. not yeah. a bad symbolism, but it's... Because that's been accepted, sometimes the... It gets mixed up. Yeah, people get confused that something as large standing as a Satanistic, uh, what would you call it? Just a movement or a practice? A a Satanistic um, saint that, what would you call it? I don't know. I'm losing my mind. It's okay, I can edit everything. Yeah. Uh. Something. That a a Satan oh a Satanistic devotion yeah, is know. actually what you are in practice of, right. and it has nothing to do with the Catholic saints yeah. that well, you would think are affiliated. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting so, because we, we touched on this earlier that um, the church co-opted you know pagan rituals and, and traditions, and it seems like now the opposite is happening to some extent. Uh, we had you know All Saints Day, and they took that and turned it into Halloween where, you know, people used to dress up like saints and, uh, I, I assume, mm-hmm. and now it's, um, time to go, you know, dress up like slutty and, <laughs> and get candy and, and dress up like women and, and do all sorts of... It's been westernized. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that was, you know, that was a, um, for a while it was a Catholic mm-hmm. holiday celebration. And uh, yeah, a lot of times, like, I, I know people that um, they don't go to church, they're not religious yeah. at all, but yet they they push, like, the Santa Claus stuff yeah, on, the, on the shelf and stuff. So they're, they're, it's like the pagans are taking back some of the uh, Catholic traditions and But and here's here's where the line is stepped over, mm-hmm. is when we do our cultural festivities of Halloween or Santa Claus, we by no way as Catholics recognize it as part of the Catholic Church or any type of practice thereof. Whereas this is like pretty much being (laughs) advertised Mm -hmm. and some people believe it to be a Catholic affiliation and that it's okay. And no, so are you talking about the, Dia the, the de los sa- Muertos? Or? No, the Santa Muerta, Santa Muerta, which falls under the Dia de los Muertos. So it's okay. it's a sticky line. The, yeah. the cultural celebration is a beautiful one, but blurred. there's there's a fine line, and you can you can cross that. Mm-hmm. And I think I've just wanted to be like, come on, and just 
make people aware mm-hmm. of where that line lays right. and to and be also, careful. I was also thinking about <clears throat> um, the uh, when I think of Aztecs. Okay, to be honest, I also think of uh, human sacrifice. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and because um, that was uh, I was reading about the um, so it said the first the first human sacrifice reported by the Aztecs or uh, by sources a sacrifice in skinning. <clears throat> Of the daughter of the king Cox Cox, C O X C O X. Legend of the fo- foundation. It's part of the legend of the founding of Tenochtitlan. Oh yeah, um, Tenochtitlan. So yeah, so, uh, yeah, so he. Uh, I don't know. So that that was one of the beginnings beginnings of um, human sacrifice. Uh, so they it said they also performed rituals on nearby tribesmen would sacrifice them using an obsidian knife and then donate the blood to another Aztec god. Mm-hmm. And then they would end when the god was finished drinking and was no longer thirsty. Like I said, this ritual would go on for a whole weekend. So <laughs> Very generous with other but, people's blood. But notice, it says this ritual would go on for a whole weekend so as to please the gods. Mm-hmm. I thought that sounds like a part, that sounds like a, like a frat, uh, frat boys going, oh, we're pleasing the gods, we're gonna, it has to go the whole weekend. So. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, so this is part of it. Obviously, this culture we wouldn't want to preserve, right? I mean, or, you know, I mean, this part of it, right? It had some bad, it had some bad sides. Like, there's some nice sides, you know, nice dances and music mm-hmm. and stuff. Other the food, maybe, yeah. but human sacrifice. We're not right. so big on preserving no, it. Not so. as Catholics, no. No, so there's some, some parts <laughs> maybe Jesus. we just forget about that. We just, you know, go hey, leave that, leave that part alone. Yeah, I think uh, Apocalypto the movie. Have you seen that? Yes, it, I actually love really that good, movie. Yeah. It is beautiful. I mean, it was it's intense, and um, I love how uh, what's what's his name? Uh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Uh, how how he does it? He tries to make it. You know the the in the language he does the yeah the, language the original the, language. Yeah. Um, he did it with the Passion of the Christ as well, but it's it wonderful. It seems. Uh, very real, true to life, and um, the, the message there is exactly what this is. It's like it's a messed up society and civilization, and then you you get something that we all condemn now uh, that Christianity is coming, and that's the at the end of the movie. That's what um, that's what you see. So it's 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 an interesting juxtaposition. Um, I don't know if it applies to the. Uh, our, our topic right now. But. Well, it does. It reminds me also that of um, you know the church in Rome. You know, obviously a lot of Christians started out as as pagan Romans, mm-hmm. and they were um, you know they were perfectly fine with slavery. They were fine with um, they were fine in some cases with uh, sacrificing people. Just in terms of you know the infirm were just left on a mountain to die alone. The a father could kill his own children if he felt felt like it, and right. he could beat his wife and. I mean, there were all sort of, you know, um, treat his children and his wife like, like cattle, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so there was, you know, there was a lot of, there was, a, there was uh, what Hilary Belloc would call the old paganism um, that eventually, you know, uh, but people eventually, you know, led into Christianity. So obviously the Europeans coming over had their own, had their own past that was violent, that right. Christianity had redeemed, right? Yeah. So they, they had already had that. Um, that part in their history as well, right? So, so I was not saying that Europeans came and, oh yeah, we never had any issues like this. Right. <laughs> it was buried in our, our history as well, right? Yeah. So. Well, there is violence in all different types of cultures. I think essentially yeah. it's just spearheading the practice of 
rituals that are like purely catering to Satanism mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. pure evil yeah. practices. Yeah. Not not your run of the mill. We've sinned. <laughs> Just right. this, this is something that's perversely um, bad for the soul, yeah. in, in essence. And you are calling unto communication with evil. Now, what about Halloween? <laughs> so now, now yes, yeah, yeah. you see, uh, um, uh, I, you know, I, I've been on Sixth Street occasionally <laughs> for Halloween. Yeah. And there's interesting costumes. Like people get really creative. I mean, obviously, there's the standard yet yeah, naughty nurse or whatever. Yeah. Right? But then there's, um, I noticed it brings out creativity sometimes. And uh, but. Oh, sure. uh, yeah, but it, it does. Get, actually, once we were we were we, we were one of the ones that like closed down Sixth Street. On it was we, we went to get pancakes or something after the, the after Sixth Street, and then it was like four in the morning. So what did you dress we were, uh I may have gone as security. I think I usually okay. do, I don't do that. <laughs> I once went. I got a conceptual costume. I had a bunch of chicks stuck to me once, like um, chick magnet. Chick magnet. <laughs> so that one worked. Uh, I. So they got people got that. I went as an, I had a big E on me one year. One is E male, and nobody got that. And they even had like a, I had a doc attached to me with a virus in it, and nobody didn't really get that. So I went back to being a security. So <laughs> I was a pirate one year. Um, so if girls go downtown, they realize don't wear wings because wings get crushed in the crowd at uh, down Sixth Street. Right. So that's always bad. It's also hard to dance with a girl that's got wings on. Were you dancing with angels? Well, they come to the night. We, like, we have a big angels of the night. Okay. I, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> hey, Israel, Israel uh, uh, wrestled with an angel, so you know there was that. So no, yeah, no, well, whenever, whenever we have a costume uh, party or a costume uh, dance at the at our swing dance every oh, year. Yeah. And then um, girls try to wear wings and try to swing dance, and you can't swing dance and wear wings, so it's just a bad idea. So. No, well, my, my thing actually, I'd been, um, this was years ago, I'd been in, uh, in the hospital in late October, um, and I'd gotten out of the hospital, and it was a couple days Sorry before. Sorry to hear that. Uh, oh, thanks. thanks. It was, I mean, it was, it was, it's been a while, but, um, but I, was, I was, at the time, I thought, you know what, I, like I'd been going long periods without celebrating, you know, making a big deal out of, out of holidays. Mm. I thought, no, I'm going to stop doing that. Like Halloween, I'm going to celebrate Halloween, you know, get, get, you know, whatever candy and, you know, do the, do up decorations and stuff. Mm-hmm. So oddly enough, like how, even though, you know, I'm Catholic, like Halloween is one of my favorite holidays actually, which is that. So, huh. um, and I've had, I had a coworker who was, um, you know, evangelical who said, oh, why, why, you know, you're Catholic. Why are you so big on Halloween? So I was like, huh. for me, it's the opposite. It's like celebration of life, actually. So, um, but, and then I have friends also that they make a big deal about um, All Saints Day. Mm. So they'll have, um, they'll have uh, like come dressed as your favorite saint. And we yeah. have one picture of, awesome. we have a girl that was dressed as St. Saint <clears throat> Therese and she's got the flowers, like the cross of flowers. Wow. And we got a picture of her doing shots, right? <laughs> so it's like, you know, <laughs> So you don't often see like a picture. Of, <laughs> I don't, you don't see a picture of Saint Therese doing shots normally. So that, was a, that was a good. It's picture. been a long-standing dream of mine to do um, Joan of Arc for Halloween, uh, but I just it. never. I if I get around it. to it, I think I could. I think I'm pulling off. I can see. I mean, I may conceivably do a Halloween or maybe an All Saints party. Yeah. I went to Saint Francis once, and uh, I had a bunch of animals stuck to me. I just, I just had a monk's rope with animals. Uh, <laughs> so, like, great, great costume. I should be. Yeah. 
My wife is you not a big know. fan of Halloween. She's really? like, yeah, she, but she likes the All Saints. You could do an All Saints party, exactly. So you guys, yeah. can, you guys are in an awesome place here. You could host yeah. just to, you know, I'm sure and I'll invite all of those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not sure she would appreciate. Yeah, that. I don't know. Trying to buy her first. Invite, show. Uh, invite <laughs> the internet to uh, yeah, so, but, but yeah, so um, continue on on Dia de los Muertos. As we were speaking about. So, is, I mean, does that invite, when you start to celebrate the dead and when you start to celebrate Halloween, does that just invite going overboard? And, no, I don't, I don't think and, it's about... Uh, the cultural niceties, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And the celebration that people are having in Dia de los Muertos, it's, it's a wonderful thing um, to experience. And a lot of it is about... Also, just remembering and coming together in prayer and in love. So, that part of it is quite right. fine. But mm-hmm. there's the big confusion that's happening, and people don't realize what just they're right. actually doing as yeah. they're doing it. And that even the, the slight act of trying to make contact with your loved one or praying to them, mm-hmm. that's considered just... I don't know what the word would be, so, but just like. Well, I mean, you, you can ask okay. for you can uh, like we talked about. You can pray um, for them, but yeah, when you, you start them, praying uh, to actual have actual so, contact with yeah, spirits, you're not that's to when the dead, actually. yeah, like seance yeah, or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, but not even seance. Some people think like, oh, I'm praying to them. I'm conversing with them, and okay. as I've spoken with priests and an exorcist, they've said any um, conversation you have with spirit other than. You praying to the Holy yeah. Spirit yeah. or Jesus Christ right. is ab- abominable. Like yeah, it the, comes the, from no other that. place yeah. than the devil and mm-hmm. the underworld, and you should not entertain it, try it in any sense of the form. And even you know, people feel wounded or hurt, and they are hurt from the deaths of their loved ones. Mm-hmm. So of course, they naturally want to speak out and speak with them. Right. But essentially, you the should know knows. as believing Catholics. That their souls either have been saved or in Jesus' hands. Mm-hmm. And um, when you try to interject or intercede with that, you're just opening yourself up to a vulnerability of, of communicating with something that isn't yeah. <laughs> anything of um, Catholic belief <laughs> what or about, holy world. I mean, what about, so, I mean, so we believe that, I mean, <clears throat> Basically, all saints are, you know, we have all saints, we have all souls day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so all saints aren't necessarily just canonized saints. Um, if we, right. um, so the thing is, I mean, so there are, there are saints. Yeah, you can pray to saints. Well, that's the thing, <laughs> yeah. right? So, but, but, but if, if the, I guess the question is, okay, say somebody's mother dies and they're like, oh, well, she was a saint, right? You know, and, and we think, okay, she probably went to heaven, right? Um, if we're asking for intercession of the saints, um, mm-hmm. The question is, do we only ask intercession from the canonized saints, or is it okay, you know? And then no, you thing, shouldn't ask. <laughs> Actually, I, I talk with a priest about this, because it's oh, just so typical in Hispanic that, or, like, Italian culture to be like, Hi, Mother, if you could just hear me now, please yeah. help. Or something so, of the support, so, but you shouldn't, really. Clarification, then, um, how do they become saints if, like... I've heard that. How do saints? How do people become saints? Yeah, it's, you have to have a. It's, pa- a it's 
miracle attributed to these. Yeah, animals. there's a whole different like. But you'd have to pray to them to get a. Well, that's yeah, sort to of have it attributed to, to you, right? Yeah, so yeah like the Vatican examines to... the person's life, and there's a certain amount of things they have to meet as mm-hmm. far as like miraculous events. What what they have like done in their life. I don't know the exact, but it's. So it's pretty, hey, like, I heard the Pope said once, uh, if you're not praying to God, then you're praying to the devil. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if that was another saint who said that before, but so how does that, here's a quick uh, Catholic apology. How, how does that equate? Um, how do you reconcile that with us praying to uh, saints or praying for intercession? Or just even when we That's, pray our, the rosary. Or to the Virgin Mary, mm-hmm. you know, it's well, yeah, it's essentially they're all like canonized by the like uh, I'm by believing church, uh, by yeah. the church yeah, and the yeah. Vatican and seen as like I mean, you're asking holy. For, yeah, you're not praying to the saints as much as you're asking the saints to pray for you. you yeah, you'll, say, you'll see that we're okay. Asking the saints there you go. To, you know, uh, that's a yeah, clear distinction. So you're you're asking for them to the intercession, and if you pray the help. The correct novenas and the to, different prayers, God. it specifically will say, intercede on my behalf. Mm-hmm. Or, um, yeah, it's something to that effect. It's never, you never pray to them like they are their own God. Yeah. In yeah. a sense. It's important. You just pray the... They are divine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, on, is um, something yeah. is on November 2nd, we are, I mean, basically I believe it's to focus on the fact that we're supposed to pray for those in purgatory. We are, definitely. So that all souls, basically, is anybody who's not in heaven... <laughs> Um, if they're, if right. they're in purgatory, then um, our prayers can help them. Uh, also, it's interesting, I, I believe we, um, uh, we believe that those in purgatory actually can also um, can also be of help, too. So, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, interesting. Huh. I didn't hear that. I haven't heard that. Although, working out, uh, working out, discussing that theology is a whole other, they probably a whole other topic. Like they so. more yeah. yeah. Oh, although, I want to get back to, uh, I forgot to um, get into, so you're... Um, you had mentioned your uh, your godfather is an exorcist. Yes. Um, um, he has done some exorcisms. and No, it wasn't. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I talked to him Friday evening. It wasn't him. It's our, another father in the St. John Order mm-hmm. that did uh, exorcisms directly. But they have worked within the St. John Order, mm-hmm. uh, which is there are many missionaries throughout the world, many in Africa as well. And that's... Predominantly, where they have like dealt with certain type of like low-level possessions mm-hmm. and things like this, well, and who spare hasn't tree dealt work. with low-level possessions. <laughs> yeah, that's, just, that's just day-to-day stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. big deal. Um, well, yeah, that's what uh, we had uh, whenever the but movie I, The Right was on or was yeah. out. Um, uh, yeah, and we talked about this in the past. Is um, now Bishop Sis he'd given a talk on exorcism. He was saying number one is that um, is that they. First, they have to rule out any sort, any sort of psychological issues, um, mm-hmm. and mostly, um, mostly, um, it's not, it, it people. It's not that they, you know, it's determined they're not. They don't have some sort of demonic. They're not a demonic yeah. possession or something like that. It's extremely rare. To make sure that so. they just don't need psychiatric help. Yeah, that's not going to be because some things that people might think would be demonic possession could just be schizophrenia or not just, mm-hmm. but you know, um, so. But you'd said he, he'd mentioned that it's, yes, um, and and some tips to avoid a your well, they some funny stories they've told me actually. Um, one of the brothers that worked in Africa said that they were in a countryside area, and I think it was Ethiopia, and out came 
a monkey from the brush and started to grab like a stick, like a tool. Wow. You're not supposed to know how to do that. As a monkey <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were from Space Odyssey 2002, <laughs> the movie. But he came out and started beating one of the brothers. Whoa. Like a person for like that 15, totally 20... Kind of the age. Yeah, for like 15, wow. 20 Whoa. minutes and they had to like get him away and they believed at the time like, well, there was heavy witchcraft and wow. like dark practice going on within the village. They would see like very questionable things happen and they were like that's probably one of the weirdest things I've seen like yeah. uh, like why would monkeys just start going after a one specific brother with a tool Whoa. like trying to beat him Whoa. you know Whoa. like so they believe but going back on your, yeah. your question um, what to avoid was your question right yeah you but, mentioned uh, he, uh, he, he said not to confront uh, Satan directly <clears throat> yes so I was Speaking with my um, godfather who has works with people that have done exorcisms, and I have talked with those people that have done the exorcism. I was speaking with him Friday, and he described it best as this. He said, you know, the devil is like a chained dog. There's nothing much he can do to you, but if you get close, he will bite. Mm -hmm. And you have to remember that as a Catholic. And um, that, you know, essentially... um, the Holy Spirit and Jesus has that dog on a chain, but you do not want to get close. Yeah. And there's no reason to taunt it. And with that, <laughs> the technical things you would do is you would not address Satan. You would not try to um, challenge him or do any type of... There's certain prayers that only priests should pray during exorcism or in cases of cleaning the household of like evil spirits Mm -hmm. only the priest has the like ability to challenge that you don't want to challenge that as just a regular normal catholic because you you are yeah inviting yeah you you know people it's not like you're inviting vampires into your house but like it's like It's People, just like I, I, I hire an electrician to handle yeah. some of my stuff because yeah, <laughs> he assures me, yeah, you know, don't yeah, don't don't now. touch the wires. And so, yeah, so. some people, some Catholics, don't really want to believe or really recognize the pure force of evil and devil yeah. in this world. But yeah. Coming, yeah, and they really do. They oh, it's all in us. It's inherent, and we all have good and bad. There's this whole idea, but yeah. From the horse's mouth, from people that examine people to see if they've mm. been, if they need to be exercised, who deal with like dark magic, worshiping as Catholics, as priests, they've told me specifically, you know, this is this is no joke. Wow, you need to take heed <laughs> and like don't challenge. Yeah. Um, essentially, as a Catholic, it's your priority to just focus on the light and the goodness of God. The Holy Spirit okay. on Scripture, yeah. and um, the rest leave it be. As long as you're trying to avoid sin, you're not going close to that rabbit mm-hmm. dog. <laughs> you won't get bit. But yeah. Don't try to exercise your house. <laughs> Something of a. That's what um, C.S. Lewis uh, in the Screw Tape Letters. Yeah. It's a discussion between a demon and his nephew, who's a was a junior grade tempter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said. Uh, um, he said, don't, you know, don't, um, this is a, you know, demon telling, telling his nephew how to tempt somebody. And he said, you know, 
he said, you know, the worst thing would be is if you present with such a situation that he just laughs at you and goes to bed. That basically, like, you know, that if you just, that basically he's, um, you know, the, the worst thing for Satan is that people just leave him alone, or basically, that don't pay no heed to him. Mm-hmm. It's like um, a joke. It's like yeah. a clown. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I think, mm-hmm. but have priests come and pray in your household. Yeah. If, if you yeah. need, if you have feel like a presence yeah. or, you know, whatever, if you need some type of assurance. I, I, yeah, I, need, I have to have a, uh, um, a blessing on my, my place. Of course, I'm going to pray to provide a steak dinner. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a whole thing then, but yeah, yeah it's, it's not, it's not the worst thing. So, all right, great. <laughs> was there, was there any other? No, there was, there was some, there was okay, one yeah. other topic Sorry. we didn't, um, touch on and that's the official mascot of the Dia de los Muertos. Oh yeah, yeah, Katrina. La yeah, Calavera yeah. Katrina. Yeah. Which is, um. Do you know anything? The yeah, the, the, the famous mm-hmm. skeleton with the woman's 1920 French bourgeois hat, yeah. beautiful style. And, um, the well-dressed skeleton. Yeah, and it's been beautifully incorporated. It actually didn't start. It's like she shops at like Ann Taylor or maybe... Yeah. Or, <laughs> she shops in a domain, possibly. The elegant skull. It's, it was made in 1913 by a famous Mexican printmaker and cartoon illustrator, Jose Guadalupe. She's like the skeleton of town. She's like the, if you say, she's like the mascot of Dia de los Muertos now. And um, everybody loves her. She's part of the celebrations. People dress up like her. If you've seen the women dressed like with the skulls on their face and then the roses in their hair. Yeah. It's kind of like in memory. Well, there are some supermodels that, that yeah. prefer to be a skeleton. Right? Like, <laughs> she looks so thin. She got the zero body fat. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so but she was actually a uh, she was also a pagan goddess, I believe, right? Yeah. So so, yeah. so as a Catholic, I would say take heed in putting those next to your Catholic altars where you are remembering mm. the dead, yeah. because essentially, if I would compare it to like taking a mascot like the Coca Cola mascot and incorporating yeah. it in into some like prayer ritual. Or it's just it's just Santa an illustration. Claus. Yeah. <laughs> But we don't um, Santa Claus. I know, but we don't pray to Santa Claus. Yeah, and no. you should keep that in mind too right. with these like etchings and illustrations. It's just an illustration. Mm-hmm. Don't pray to it, please. Yeah. <laughs> don't, that was, that was a, don't make it a, a deity. It's a beautiful thing for like Cultural the energy. Yeah, and the carnivals and the parades, but I would uh, I would steer away from putting it next to your holy altars, yeah. please. Catholics. See, that's what, <laughs> Lisa Simpson did that. She she was she was chased being chased by lava, and um, she said, "Save me, Jesus, Buddha, SpongeBob." <laughs> so it's just you don't mix those up. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. So. So that's the only thing I would add, really. Cool. I think it's good advice. Good advice. Good advice. Avoid Satan and uh, keep, your, keep your keep your skeletons in the right closet. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, good laugh too. This is good. Um, so. Yeah. But uh, all right. Yeah. So great having you on the show. Thank and, you very much. And I'll take a break and we'll be back. Okay, that's the show for this week. This is our first show back after a very long summer hiatus. I'm out of my slacker phase and back in production. So welcome back to all our fans. I'd like to thank my good friend Joe Morse for being my co-host this week. 
Also thanks to Lalique Martinez for coming on the big show and sharing her story and her view of the Day of the Dead. And thank you for joining us for a mile or two in our walk with God. This is Joe Geisler saying good night and God bless from Austin, Texas.